You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Talk Recorded live. Jeremiah live Bible study. We use a King James Version Bible. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of Jesus. As we go through this book of Jeremiah, almost done, a couple of chapters to go. What an amazing book. So much information that we have learned. But before we begin Jeremiah chapter 51, we're going to go to the Psalms. Psalm 149. Praise ye the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song and his praise in the congregation of saints. Let Israel in him that made him, let the children of Zion be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with the tremble and harp. For the Lord taketh pleasure in his people. He will beautify the meek with salvation. Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud upon their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgment written, this honor have all saints, praise ye the Lord. An interesting psalm, isn't it? They're praising God, first of all, and then at the second half, they are talking about their destroying of the wicked, getting rid of the wicked, stopping the wicked, which is interesting because that's what Jeremiah chapter 51 is about. It's about Babylon. So yes, if you are rejoicing in God, if God is rejoicing in you, then yes, you will be a part of the kingdom of heaven that is set up on earth by Jesus Christ. I want us to go to Revelation. Let's go to Revelation before we hit Jeremiah. And I want you to see Revelation chapter 20. So, you see this psalm was talking about 
a two-edged psalm to execute vengeance upon the heathen, punishment unto the people, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute upon them the judgments written. That's right. That's the reward of believers that are actually doing what they're supposed to be doing on this earth as believers, not enjoying the flesh and doing flesh things and thinking that Jesus will accept them when he returns, because he won't. Let's take a look at Revelation chapter 20. You're going to see the same thing here. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit, and a great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. And cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till a thousand years should be fulfilled. Then after that he must be loosed, a little season. I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus, and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their right hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So you see, doing flesh works, doing the works that your church tells you to do is doing Satan's work and is the mark of the beast. You see, if you're not doing what Jesus told us to do, then guess what? You're doing Satan's work and you have the mark of the beast. I want us to go to Jude real quick so you can see another portion of what we read there in the Psalms. Jude, verse 14. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of thee, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complaining, walking after their own lust, and their mouths speaking great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. So you understand that as a believer, as a saint, you better be found spotless when Jesus arrives. And how do you get found spotless? by not having the mark of the beast, doing the works of Babylon. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 51. And let's find out about Babylon. Jeremiah 51 verse 1. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up against Babylon and against them that dwell in the midst of them that rise up against me a destroying wind. Yes, a destroying wind. You understand, Babylon has no chance, not against God and his power. And those that God sends, okay, to do his work. 
So I want you to understand what this word wind is in the Hebrew. And you may hear something familiar here. The word is ruach, which of course is also translated spirit or God's spirit. That's right. You understand? It's going to be the Ruach that's going to ruin Satan's system. Absolutely. The Spirit of God is going to ruin Satan's system. And who's going to have the Spirit of God? Hold your place in Jeremiah and go to Thessalonians. And I want you to go to Second Thessalonians. And I want you to look at chapter 2. And let's find out what it says in starting in verse 8, chapter 2. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and to, shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. This Lord is not God Almighty, but this is Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And yes, Jesus will have the Ruach, the Spirit of God in him as he destroys the wicked. Let's go back to Jeremiah chapter 51, verse 2. And I will send unto Babylon fanners that shall fan her and shall empty her land. For in the day of trouble they shall be against her round about. Everything that is connected to Babylon will not be allowed in earth. It will all be destroyed, gotten rid of, because Jesus is setting up the kingdom of heaven on earth, and he's going to do away with all evil and bad and things that go against God. Verse 3, against him that bendeth, let the archer bend his bow, and against him that lifted himself up in his brigadine or armor, and spare ye not her young men, destroy ye utterly all her host. Do you understand anything whatsoever to do with Babylon will be destroyed. There will be nothing left. Even the king, the ruler of Babylon, as we read there in Revelation 20, is going to be put in chains. Do you understand? I want us to return to Revelation, hold your place, in Jeremiah, and go to Revelation chapter 19. And I want us to look and start in verse 14. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. This is Jesus Christ. 
and he's showing the wrath of God, again proving that Jesus is not God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. You understand all flesh will be done away with. That's a great thing. During the thousand years, you won't have to worry about the lust and the desires of the flesh. They won't exist. You'll be in an incorruptible body that doesn't get sick, doesn't uh, break, doesn't die, uh, doesn't hurt, doesn't feel pain, none of that stuff. It's an incorruptible body. It doesn't age. Amazing. So all flesh will be gone. That's the problem here on earth is the flesh because as Paul told us, flesh is evil. 19, and I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Didn't do them any good. This is Babylon being destroyed by Jesus. And the beast was taken. The beast is Babylon. It's the system. Satan's system is taken, destroyed. He ain't there. No more. Gone. And with him, the false prophet. That's right, the Antichrist. That's not Satan, because Satan is gone and chained, and he's held until the thousand years is over. So the false prophet, which is the Antichrist, is not Satan. You understand? But the false prophet that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into the lake, a lake of fire burning with brimstone. And the remnant was slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceedeth out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So you understand, we read it back here, going back to Jeremiah 51. Verse 3, Against him that bendeth, let the archer bend his bow, and against him that lifteth himself up in his armor, and spare ye not her young men, destroy ye utterly all her hosts. That's the remnant we were talking about. Those are Satan's angels his army of angels, and the fallen angels, all taken out and put into the lake of fire because they're part of Satan's system, the beast system. 14, thus the slain shall fall in the land of the Chaldeans and they that are thrust through in her street. So the Chaldeans which is different than Babylon. What were the Chaldeans? The Chaldeans were the ones that the Babylonians used to do the work. And so who would the Chaldeans be represented of at the end times? It's the humans and Christians. Guess what? 
you're a part of that if you've received the mark of the beast and you're doing Satan's work instead of what Jesus showed us to do, which is 90% of the churches today, they're not doing Jesus' work. They're not doing what the apostles did. They're not doing what Paul told us to do. No way. They're doing flesh things, Satan's work. You are a part of Babylon. And so you are the Chaldean pot. Satan is using you, Christians, to destroy the world. And they that are thrust through in her streets, for Israel hath not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God, of the Lord of hosts, though their land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. And of course, when it's talking here about Israel and Judah, in times it's talking about Christians and Israel or Jacob. You see, Judah represents Jacob, represents David and David's kingdom. And David, it represents the flesh tribes of Israel. You understand the children of Jacob. And so we're talking about spiritual, which is the church, Israel, and Judah, which is the flesh, descendants from Jacob. And so God hasn't forsaken uh, flesh descendants of Jacob, nor has God forsaken his church, which has gone astray and doing what Satan wants them to do. So no, they're not going to get destroyed. They're not being destroyed. They have to go through the thousand years of teaching. That's what we read in Jude. Jesus and the saints that come back with him are going to be teaching and setting up the kingdom of God on earth to teach those on earth that failed, you see. Now, the next verse is talking to those that are a part of the world in the end and before Jesus returns. You understand, believer? Those with ears to hear and eyes to see, flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of the Lord's vengeance, and he will render unto her a recompense. So, that's talking about very simply the same thing that Peter was talking about. Remember, what did he say? Be found blameless and without spot. What do you think he was talking about? (laughs) He was talking about when Jesus returns. I want us to turn to 2 Peter. 2 Peter. Chapter 3. 2 Peter, chapter 3. And I want us to start in verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. Yes, 
because flesh will be done away with. It'll be amazing. And the element shall melt with fervent heat. That's everything connected to Satan, the flesh, the flesh world, anything to do with this universe. All gone. And the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. You got it? Everything that we see today will be gone when Jesus returns. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved. So Peter is saying, okay, uh, you understand that everything that you see now, all this flesh stuff is going to be gone. So seeing that it's all going to be gone, the instant Jesus returns to earth, Peter's asking a question. What manner of person ought ye be? in all holy conversation and godliness. And what is it? the answer? Looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. You understand? That's what you're looking forward to. You're looking forward to that, not this flesh world, not with Babylon system set up on this world. Get out of Babylon. Don't be partaker in Babylon. No. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent. Okay? Here's a warning for all you once saved, always saved people. That ye may be found of him in peace with God. That means joined with God, doing what Jesus wants you to do, following Jesus, being a part of the body of Christ, Without spot, meaning you're not doing what Babylon's told you to do, and blameless. You understand? So Peter warned us, and he said, you've got to be found blameless and without spots. You understand? So that's what's going on here. Verse 6, flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for the time is at hand. The Lord's vengeance he will render unto her a recompense. Back in Jeremiah 51. That's right. Don't be found doing the works of Babylon when Jesus arrives. Well, guess what? You're going to be put on the side with the goats. Babylon hath been a golden cup in the Lord's hand that made all the earth drunken. The nations have drunken of her wine, therefore the nations are mad. Satan's system is doing what it's doing because of what the poison that Satan has on this earth. And you've got much more supernatural stuff that's going to be happening on the earth that the people of the earth are not even prepared for. But God is saying Babylon is suddenly fallen and destroyed. Howl for her. Take balm for her pain. If so be, she may be healed. We would have healed Babylon. You see, you see, there's people that like Satan's system. They want to heal Babylon's system. They want it to be what it was to see, which is not what Jesus showed us, which is not what the Bible tells us to do. But, oh yes, there's going to be Christians 
that are going to love Babylon, these flesh works, these humanism stuff, doing good for humanity. That's not our job, and it has nothing to do with Jesus. Jesus was concerned with the souls, nothing to do with humanity. And yes, there will be people, you'll find them in churches everywhere, that want to heal, you know, because Satan, when his system arrives on earth in full control, there'll be no poor, there'll be no hungry, there'll be no sick. Guess what? There's not going to be any crime. There's not going to be any bad stuff according to the flesh. And how many people do you know that would love to live in that type of their, quote, paradise? We would have healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go, everyone, into his own country, for her judgment reacheth unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. Now, I want you to look over here. Hold your place in Jeremiah. Go back to Revelation. Like I told you when we did the overview, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 51, is definitely going hand in hand with, guess what? <laughs> Revelation, the end times, the end of Babylon. So, what do you see here? In Revelation chapter 18, let's go to verse 1. And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the greatest fallen, has fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornications, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are wax rich, through the abundance of her delicacies. Do you understand? <laughs> Flesh stuff. And that's what a lot of Christians are interested And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sin, and that ye receive not of her plagues. Wow. Jeremiah 51. Same stuff. Guess what? Talking end times. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God hath remembered her iniquities, rewarded her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her, double according to her works. In the cup which she hath filled, filled to her double, how much she has glorified herself and lived deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I sit as a queen and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. That's right, Christians. That's what you think. You think that everything is all hunky-dory on this earth. But no, guess what? If you look around and you know what the Bible says and you know how Jesus looked at things, you would be upset and crying out what you see in this world today. Not happy that, oh, this is a great world and a lot of good stuff. No, there isn't. It's an evil world. 
Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judges her. And you could go on, and it goes on as far as what happens to Babylon. Go back to Jeremiah. We would have, verse 9, healed Babylon, but she is not healed. Forsake her and let us go, everyone, to his own country, for her judgment reaches unto heaven and is lifted up even to the skies. And the next part of Revelation would have talked about the kings and, you know, they were a part of Babylon and they really like being a part of Babylon, but they're not going to be a part of Babylon because it's destroyed going back to their own nations. You understand? And I'm going to complete it there, stop it there for now. That's where we're up to, verse 9, and we'll pick it up in verse 10 next time. Remember, you can live in Babylon without being a part of the Babylonian system doing the works of Satan with the mark of the hand, which means the works, the mark of the forehead, which means the belief, and you follow and believe the way that Satan wants you to believe. Christians, are you interested in flesh things, which Jesus wasn't? Or are you interested in what Jesus was interested in? And that's doing the works of Almighty God. 